This is the I'm Stuff podcast, podcast for disordered eating, eating disorders, and hormone problems. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 16, we talk about dark thoughts. So guys, today's episode is actually in memory of a friend of mine. She committed suicide around the end of March, if I'm saying correctly, this year, and I wanted to actually call this episode something, you know, related to suicide because the 10th of September this week was the World Prevention of Suicide Day. And I thought, you know, that would be nice to be in line with each other. But the truth is, is that I do not have any whatsoever um, correlation or ever tried to commit suicide. So I couldn't be talking about that because that would be fake. So what I did do and what I thought about, you know, very truly uh, this week was what, you know, happens before suicide. Mostly you're in a linger, in a, you know, in a dark and in a bad place. And with these, you know, dark and bad places, there are a lot of dark thoughts. So I called this episode, you know, the dark thoughts because, uh, yeah. I think that that the correlation is definitely there and I do have you know a connection with those. And I actually every time when I'm trying to say this last part, I want to say sadly, but maybe we shouldn't see it that way. But that will be for the rest of this episode. So in memory of Kiara, so she, she had um Uh, committed suicide i'm not gonna go very much in the details of that it was only at the end of march and i think that's enough because further details i wouldn't do that for her family um but yeah let's start with the episode so today we're gonna talk about dark thoughts uh i am gonna give you like five little tips to like cope with it um if you feel the need to do that uh, I'm going to talk about some general dark thoughts and I'm going to talk about if it's good or bad to have those thoughts or, you know, is it a sign or something? So, yeah, let's begin. And before I'm going to start, as usual, I describe the setting where I'm recording this. Um, I don't do it with the interviews because it maybe sounds a bit too weird for the person that, that I'm interviewing, but... Um, I am on the couch in my living room with my blankets. I feel shitty as fuck uh, because yesterday I ate a bit too much. And now I just feel my stomach because I have irritable bowel syndrome. So I just feel like it's everywhere. And I had food poisoning last week and the beginning of this week. So everything is still a bit fragile. Just so to say. And while I'm always recording this, I have like my two best friends here. That's dog number one, Dino, and dog number two, Diesel, that are always chilling and listening to these podcast episodes. They are, you know, exclusive VIPs in this, <laughs> and you know, in this case, because they always listen to it first and they're always very fine and chill with it. At, at least, you know, the last episode, he started barking through it, but. That's another story. Okay, let's go to dark shots. Guys, dark shots have been something that I've had for so long that I do not even know. Um, yeah, 
when I did not have it. And that sounds maybe very scary or very very bad, but um, I'm kind of used to it. And I'm also kind of used to it to, um, in this case, that I have the skills to like separate them. And just like with eating disorders, that you need to have like a skill to separate the eating disorder thought. Uh, for me, it's the same with the dark thoughts, you know. I have countless amount of times, especially because now I've started a new job, that I had uh, like, mm, do I really fit here? Am I really doing it good? Maybe they had, you know, needed to hire somebody else for this job. And these are were like, you know, thoughts that went through my mind uh, the past two months or so because I started the job two, two or three months ago. And the skill of, you know, relevating that, you know, giving a structured uh, back answer to that thought is very necessary because otherwise you will think that every thought you have is true well it isn't the case and because of that i picked up a a good article around this about you know thoughts that we have uh mostly a lot of people so please don't think you're alone with dark thoughts that's not the case everybody has dark thoughts sometimes even how successful you are the money you have the shows you can play maybe as an artist or the movies you've done or how much i don't know maybe you're a vintage watch seller and you made millions of purchases over the world and got a lot of money uh or you're a stockbroker that's very successful or maybe even you're just good with your store or in your job uh, we still share a lot of dark thoughts with each other and We are always like, you know, it's forbidden. We cannot have dark thoughts. We should be happy all the time. And when we talk to other people, we should show our happiness and how our prosperity is going on and that we're going places. But the truth is that we have so much connected with each other because we do not even know from each other how many dark thoughts we actually have. So it feels like this forbidden thing to have. But the reality is, is that we all have it and i could like name up some artists for you that did have that like marilyn monroe amy winehouse kurt cobain um robin williams the most like he was a comedian and even he dealt with dark thoughts and depression so please don't think that what you have that that is something only you have and what makes you only weirder because that is not the case this weirdo talking is has the same as well and millions billions of other people as well so what i wanted to go when i'm going everywhere in this pod of this episode uh i was looking at this article and i think it was on uh i found it on yahoo and it was about the most common thoughts that people have uh that are uh, specific you know that are related to dark thoughts or could fall under the category of dark thoughts and for example that is one like i am failing at everything and i have this one what i just you know stated with the job am i really fit for the job every time that i had something that i did wrong i was like oh my god shit you know um this didn't went well i am failing at this job so hard and i'm going to get fired after a few months and for me i mostly do not get fired <laughs> either i am done with the job because i'm getting bored or 
Yeah. Or that, you know, the, the contract couldn't be like uh, added on for another six months. But being fired is something whole, you know, not different. It's so different than not having your contract, you know, get further on for like another six months. Because getting fired is doing something wrong for the company that could damage it. And it's either in ego, either in in maybe a system thing. So I was really panicking about that. But the thought of I'm failing at everything isn't something that is realistic. And I can like, you know, what I just told you about the skill about, you know, giving a opinion back to that thought is like, okay, if I'm failing at everything, why, why, why is my business on my, uh, my business going better? Why is the podcast getting listened better? Uh, I am a coach, a lifestyle coach at personal body plan. I'm getting so much clients that I cannot, you know, keep the demand, uh, going. So not everything is going bad. And even the colleagues that I work with, they give me compliments as well. So make it, make that thought smaller by giving it good arguments. Uh, sometimes we, we have other thoughts like I have no purpose and yeah, um, I think this is a hard one. Of course, I've had this one as well, but I have no purpose. I think every animal that has been put on this earth has a purpose, uh, but the purpose can be positive or negative. And positive or negative, I mean in that sentence that um, when it's good for Mother Nature or bad for Mother Nature. But if you look at uh, our society level, just human to human, or human to another animal, you could be the person that maybe helps another person or helps another animal. So again, make the arguments and make the thoughts smaller. The Then you have things like they'll never care about you in the same way you care about them. And I'm not gonna call, not gonna read them all by the way. I think three is more than enough. But also these thoughts, I had the same thing, you know, I have had, countless amount of times that I was like okay you know the only one who really care about me are my parents my siblings and that's it and for the past I think for the past four years actually when I started at uni I think a lot of people proved me wrong in that and a lot of friends of mine they like surprised me in so many different ways that I was like okay wow okay they do care and the same way like I do when I call them when they're not okay or ask them, you know, what's up or once in a while if I haven't spoken to another student, I check on uh, check on them like how are they doing when I know when they weren't in a good place. So yeah, these, you know, things you discover uh, basically because of just living, especially the last one. And it can be in, you can like measure that if you would like to with little things like a call, a text, a birthday gift, uh, popping around once in a while. Um, those could be measurable things, but I do believe that sometimes that is not needed. I have a friend that I know of over 20 years and I hadn't talked to her for one and a half years because I was in a bad place with another university. You weren't going to the same school anymore. And when I saw her after one and a half years, we still had that connection and we still cared. Um, yeah, sometimes you just know it. It's a feeling. It's very hard to describe. 
But these dark thoughts that I just described are something that, you know, are so common that um, I found it so sad that we think we are alone in this because we aren't alone in this. We are so much connected actually by those dark thoughts because um, we all share them at some point. And it's very important that something that we share, but really, really do not maybe understand how to cope with, that we learn tools how to cope with them. And before I start with, you know, some like five ways how to cope with them, I have one coping way of my own. And specifically in time, you know, with eating disorders or when that was strong, I always like viewed it as something else. And that sounds maybe a bit crazy because I think in therapy or where you go on internet sites, they always like to find the eating disorder is not you. It's like something that's taking over. So for me, that was a little bit too abstract because I do felt that an eating disorder was a big part as in the way that um, a lot of cho- uh, ugh, choices that I made <laughs> was, were um, either based on that or it did form my character that it is today and not in a negative way. So I do not view that part of the eating disorder as something bad. I would have wouldn't have been that compassionate, that passionate at the same time if I didn't have my eating disorder. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to like pat it on the back and say, you know, this was a great time. It did so much for me. No, it's just something I can say when looking back in the time during it was crazy as fuck. And I was always like, you know, I'm never going to be myself again. And the truth is, is that that is the truth. I cannot be myself again, what I was before that, because I've learned so much after that. And that's okay. But what I did do was I find that the eating disorder like is a very dark thing. And to relevate that dark thing, to make it smaller, or put it in perspective, I always said, you know, this is venom taking over. Uh, for the people who do not know venom, uh, venom is actually a character of uh, Spider-Man. And I do believe you all know Spider-Man, but there is this black, you know, a symbiote villain and a symbiote is something that can take over you it it leeches on you it stays on you and then it leaves when it has what it's what it has you know what it wanted so for me it was always like okay this part is like that symbiote that venom that is taking over me but it isn't really me and putting that in perspective that way and do not even ask me how i came to this because it was like epiphany that I had one day, how it felt to me having that eating disorder. But like to structure it that way, I, for me, I really knew when the dark thoughts of that eating disorder were stronger and were taking over while I could, because of that, I could put it in perspective that this is like temporary, just like that venom took the body over Spider-Man temporarily. It could be temporarily with this as well. For me, Putting it that way in perspective, that helped me. And seeing it as something temporarily, that helped me as well. And that is actually one of the tips I would like to give you. Like if I'm in a dark place, sometimes I'm always like, okay, Venom is taking over. And Venom isn't really like then, um, you know, it was back then for an eating disorder. But nowadays it's just like, okay, my dark part is taking over. And that that's just... 
it's okay but it's good to know that you can like give it a concrete name give it a concrete you know maybe in your head even a picture of what is taking over of you at that day and it's a part of you but it all doesn't define you i think that is very important to know so that maybe sounded very abstract but let's go to the tips and before i even go to the tips i like transparency you know i like talking where I dealt with so it really it really like shows that um not you know it really shows that I know what I'm talking about but also I think it's very important to tell a story from you know from my part so for you to get you know what I have dealt with and dark thoughts for me at least some that you know come very often uh for me it has to do with like hormone and fertility stuff because at the end of the day I fucked up my hormones and I lost my period for four years. And there's always that dark thought that is lingering like, and what if you fucked it up so bad that later on, if you would like to have kids, um, you do not have the opportunity anymore. Like that is for me, my like one of the dark thoughts that I maybe have like uh, every two months or so, every month. And then there's the future thing because I love what I do but i would like to be big in it you know it's not i think that's not even i should hide that but if i at the end of the day could do this and do this for all over the world help people with their mental health around food uh, get a decent amount of money i wouldn't like to have like crazy amounts of money that i do not know what to do with it but just enough you know to sustain myself and do what i want to do for fun without any care in the world that would be great but the dark thought in that is that what if it doesn't happen what if that dream that you have or going to that and that place doesn't appear and you're stuck with a nine to five well that is my nightmare so um the dark thought in that is you know what if it doesn't happen and what is your plan then and that is so shitty because in my head there isn't a plan b for this i could not see myself living a life that I do not want to have for the rest of my life. So that's quite dark in my personal opinion. And you see that in both of those dark thoughts is a point of fear and insecurity. And I do believe that a lot of dark thoughts are with fear and insecurity, you know? Questions like, do people love me as much as I, like I love them? That is insecurity and fear right there. and. It's normal to have that, but yeah, being realistic in that is also a, a good thing. So yeah, I think it will be, yeah, these two are the most common that like linger in my life. And it's in that way that, you know, a friend of mine, uh, she sh shared a post once uh, in her Instagram stories. Raniel, she did hoort, thank you. Uh, and the, the one of the posts was when thinking about life no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future and i truly believe in that and i try to help myself accountable that i'm not doing that that i'm not looking at the past and think what the fuck did you do you know why did you have that disorder and it took so many years of your life Blah, 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 blah. That could be a thought. That could be a dark thought about me finding myself stupid that I let that in. 
But again, it gave me so much that for me personally, that wouldn't be a dark thought. And when it goes about the future and anxiety, oh guys, I I cannot only imagine that I'm the only one with this because a future, I believe that uh, your book has already been written and the moment you're alive, you're reading it out loud. So I am maybe following a path that is meant for me, but I don't know the end of it, you know? We all know the, the end of a Disney story, we all know the end of a certain movie, but we do not know the ending of our you know our own movie. What makes it so hard? Because somewhat I am demotivated to know, somewhat I am motivated and curious to know, and that makes it, you know, it's very like a mixed feeling something for me, because the future is uncertain, and maybe as people that have had eating disorders or do have eating disorders, we like control, but that's the only thing we have a certain amount of control over and some things we just do not have a control over. So that makes it very, you know, mixed feelings. And I do not have the answer on that thing. I only have the answer that you control, yeah, and then I'm gonna use the word control, your own way of thinking towards that future and how you react to certain things. And that's about it. And more we cannot do. Okay, guys, let's go to the tips because I've written them down. <sighs> I'm out of breath and I think they're very important. So my number one tip is to rely on another brain. And why? Because you are thinking a certain way with a dark thought, but have you ever asked somebody else how they think about that and when they see you, how they view you? That's the same thing what I just stated about the, you know, nobody loves me. And something I actually also had like, you know, do my, like, do I, do I have that deep connection with friends or are we only superficial? Do they care? And I have that for such a long time. And for me, the moment that we started like talking about it and little things that happen, um, I was like, oh, wow, you know, we all do care about each other and we do call each other when we are in a bad mood, stuff like that, you know? So um, really talk about it when it's something you're thinking about. And when it's not, you know, correlated with a person and only to yourself, like I am so bad at, I don't know, math, there will always be people that would say, okay, but you're very good at art. So, you know, that's your thing maybe. So relevate it, but hear the relevation of somebody else. Then tip two, go and investigate the thought. And that's why I do believe that a dark thought isn't always a bad thing. I know when I do not care for myself properly, I am getting more dark thoughts. The venom is taking over. So... In that way, I know that there's something there's not well. I'm either working too hard, I haven't went out uh, with friends for too long, I haven't been doing stuff that I like, being creative, and that's for me like a red flag. So those thoughts, that could be also you not living your optimal life at the moment and you not caring for yourself. Tip three. I would really, really, really recommend to see those dark thoughts as little bumps in the roads uh, in, your, in the path you are walking for your future. Just like I stated that I believe that your story is already written and we are reading it out loud. 
So we're living it. And that's the reading out loud part. In the story, let's go back to Disney again. There's always like a bump in the road. There's always like a villain or something like that. Uh, those dark thoughts, they can be your villain. They can be the one that are you know sitting there and trying to disturb you for what you're really trying to go to. So for me, for example, it would be, and believe me, people, I was bad as mad in high school so badly that when I got like an F, I could be, you know, be laughing about it because I have no hope anymore. <laughs> but, you know, when I have these like moments, um, I, I know that I was like, oh, I'm so bad with Matt. And know that thought is giving extra fuel uh, to the, to how it was going. And it, it wasn't really necessary because I already knew it was going shitty. So why should I think, oh, I'm very shitty at Matt. So those bumps in the road, uh, those thoughts, see it as bumps in the road, you know, see it as something that is trying to add something negative to your process, but it really isn't adding anything at, at you know, up next to the part of stress. So relevate them, see it as something loose from what you're doing. The same with eating disorder recovery, you know. You are on a recovery road. There comes Venom saying, hey, you shouldn't be eating this. Aren't you a bit too chubby today? Oh, you look so bloated. And these are all bumps in the road that are trying to distract you from the road you're walking on. You know, it wants you to go to route A, B, C, while you should be walking on your main road. Tip four, use a mantra. And this is for me, I think the venom thing that I said, told you about, I had the mantra that when I'm in a dark thought, venom is taking over. And for other people, it could be, um, you know, I have a dark thought. Um, let's say, for example, um, I'm never gonna finish my uni, that dark thought. Then the other thought could be, you have all the potential, otherwise you wouldn't be here in the first place. So you can finish that uni and it doesn't matter if it takes a year more or, you know, you name it. So it, it would be your lifting up mantra to get away from those dark thoughts or make them smaller. And then I have a tip five. Oh guys, I'm so out of breath. You don't even know half of it. <laughs> I have no stamina whatsoever. But tip five and the last tip that would be do the thing in front of you. And why? Because you can, can get, you know, caught up, can get so caught up in your mind that you forget that you should be living in the now. And that is something that is so relatable for me because I'm thinking over five years or over 10 years, will I have the business that I want to have? Will I will not, you know, will I have kids? Will I, will I do not have kids? Um, not so serious, you know, on the um, fertility part, but am I ready for that? Do I want to do that? Or should I add five years more when I'm 35? Uh, just be in the now and enjoy what you're doing now and all those little now moments they make you know like a threat to your future uh to you know that you're like adding on little by little uh yeah actually that and i think that's a good thing but living in the now 
And it's something that I need to learn as well. And I'm not so skilled as it, you know, as it as well. For me personally, I really like um, felt that in relationships that when I was a person now, I was like, okay, what is the chance of this succeeding? Or is just going to like last three months and I wouldn't be with a person in the upcoming like two years. So why would I waste my time? Well, you couldn't really like fill in that info because you do not know if you're wasting your time completely or maybe it takes another turn. For example, another dark thought, what I'm dealing with. So being in the now, and that is with the mantra, and uh, that was like, I believe, tip uh, four before this. The mantra and being in the now helped me the most to get out of those dark thoughts. Although, I must say, with dark thoughts and suicide, living in the now or like doing things now, if your now is a very bad place, please keep in mind that in two or three, four months, stuff can be different. And that very heavy feeling that you felt is maybe not prominent at that moment. So the same goes for the friend who killed herself going way back on the beginning of this uh, episode. She was living too much in that moment and all her emotions took over her And then she made a very drastic decision that wasn't a decision for temporarily. uh, Sorry, it wasn't a decision for, uh, am I saying it? Yeah, temporarily, but it was a decision for a lifetime. And these things should not be made alone. And you shouldn't be alone at those moments. And you should really learn. And that's what I, is actually a little bit of the red thread from the whole story. You should really learn to relevate those thoughts because what she thought in her mind was a permanent uh, uh, solution or a permanent problem one of the quotes that I use for my company and actually also use as a coach is that I have a permanent solution for a temporary problem and this is about weight you know this is about your mental thoughts weight stuff like that and uh, the truth is is that is that is exactly correlated to uh, uh, how would you say it suicide, uh, but then in a negative way because they make a permanent decision for a temporary problem, and that's not chill. You know that shouldn't be something that uh, that yeah it, it isn't how should I say it isn't the smartest set to take, and it's very sad if people do that and think that they are in that situation forever so going back to point five doing the things affronting you so doing the things now yeah you can do that except if you're in such a dark place because then you should really use all the other points that i just discussed and should really be with somebody around you because you're maybe not safe with yourself at these times uh so yeah so i'm gonna like call the tips out again Rely on other people's brains because your yours isn't really always trustable. Two, investigate your thoughts. Three, see you know the bumps in the road. See those dark thoughts like a bump in the road. Four, use a mantra. The, maybe you want to use the venom thing. That's all up to you. And five, do the things in front of you. Do the things in the now. Except if it's suicide you know very much leaning near to suicide then you just need to be with somebody 
and listen to their wisdom about you. So these were my tips actually for this episode. I do believe it isn't that long. It's like 30 minutes or so. Uh, I hope you like like the, you know, a little bit of another perspective. I also like shared my, uh, a little bit of my weak points, what I do actually not mind because I believe a lot of females who have been in my situation have dealt with the same thoughts about fertility. And yeah, I just hope you... Um, have some a bit more insight and a bit more tools and either you're listening this with depression with problems with mental health or with eating disorder or just you being you somewhere in the office but still walking with this you don't really need to have all those things i hope this kind of helped you on being more active on caring for your mental health because if my parents told me uh, 15 years ago that you know physical health it was always like physical health physical health if they told me that m- how big of a part mental health would be throughout my whole life I would you know started way sooner on taking care of my mind and my thoughts and I think it would be so different so take care of those thoughts as well it isn't only physical and yeah that's the part if you would like to reach out if you would like some help if you would like free tools stuff like that free tools you can find at imstuff.nl if you'd like to talk to me or you know if you have questions you can do that to go to the instagram of at imstuffed underscore com or you can shoot a mail to info at imstuffed.nl and if you would like to share this podcast if you'd like to comment on it if you have some input if you would like to have another episode going about something you would prefer please shoot out to me and i'll do it with all my love and do some research and hopefully it's close to me so i have some more insights about it so thank you for listening and next week episode is either an interview or me talking about something else but you have to find out. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl and start working on your relationship with your food, body, and mind. And I'll see you the next time.